episode 78 of Music Raygun. I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. This is the show where we pick a music-related topic, then we watch video clips about the topic and talk about the clips. To see the clips from today's episode, check out the video playlist on our website, musicraygun.com. Kirk! Paul! This is the last episode of Music Raygun. Season six. Season six. Guys, we got picked up for another season. <laughs> yes, thank God. It was touch and go there for a while, we, but we got picked we up. Were, we were a bubble show. We will be changing networks. Yep. Uh, we're going to ABC. But we're real excited. Yes. But uh, because this is the last episode of season six, that yep. means it's what, Kirk? It is B-Sides time. B-Side six. Flip into the B-Sides. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who's maybe listening to this episode and hasn't listened to previous B-Sides... Uh, every, what, 13 episodes, we revisit the past 13 episode topics and pull one more clip from each of those topics. And those are the B-sides. Those are the B-sides. Yeah. Things we couldn't fit in, things we thought of later. Right. All the good stuff. Or things we just didn't know about at the time and found later and like, oh, if I had known about this, it would have gone in. Yes. Exactly. Uh, so let's just dive into it. Sure. The first episode of this season was Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Wow, we were so young back then. Oh, yeah. Uh, you might think that there's nothing to do for a B-side for this. Because not only did we watch Heavy Metal Parking Lot yes. in its entirety, we also watched the Where Are They Now video. That's why I was shocked when you're like, I got something. I do have something. All right. It's a little off the beaten path. It's a true B-side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to watch a video, a music video, by a band from the year 2005. We're going to watch something from 2005 that has something to do with Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Yes. Okay. Uh, And you would not guess the name of the band who did it. So I'm just going to start playing this video by the Backstreet Boys. What? For a song called Just Want You to Know. Oh my god. 2005. Oh my god. Which this music video is a tribute to Heavy Metal Parking Lot. This makes me love the Backstreet Boys even more. Yes, this this is starting uh, where someone is interviewing. Uh, is it? I, I don't know the Backstreet Boys name. Nick. That's Nick. Uh, and he's dressed up in heavy metal accoutrement. Yes. And yes. the dateline on the screen says May thirteenth, nineteen eighty five. That's wonderful. Group of muscles located near the central <laughs> anus. There's something quite different than it is. Oh, they, to a little American obvious there, today. but that's okay. The nose picking. Document. The Addiction is an uh, anatomically correct heavy metal band. Sphincter! Did you hear what he said? Striker? Sphincter. Okay, guys. They're they're pretending to be metal dudes who are going okay. to a sphincter concert. All right. Look, the Backstreet Boys, It's it, give them credit for doing a heavy metal I'm parking lot. I'm giving them credit, but... The subtlety of the humor yeah. in this video is... A little broad. Yeah, not subtle. Yeah. But there they are in their wow. uh, convertible GTO. I mean, or if I'm being honest, I didn't know they were doing music in 2005. I know they had yes. a comeback like a year and a half ago. This was their first comeback, yeah. which was, yeah. It's still a Backstreet Boys song. It's, yeah. I don't stand by this song at all. I'm, I'm, you know what? I I like the Backstreet Boys because I think they're better than NSYNC. Uh, that's wrong, but that's fine. That's 100% true. <laughs> but... Um, this is odd. Yeah, they're like picking up their heavy metal parking lot friends to go to the Sphincter show. Yeah. But it's all the uh, it's all the Backstreet Boys dressed as 80s metal white trash. Yeah. This song's terrible. It's it's <laughs> excrement, but... Hey. 
Wow, this is way bad. <laughs> oh, the song? Yes. Oh, sure. This what? is way bad. I, I never heard this song before. I just found this video. Yeah. I stand by the music in no way. This is just purely us. I appreciate that they like heavy metal parking lots. I pray to God yeah. that one of them or all of them are like, let's do heavy metal parking lot and right. not a director pitching it then. That's a possibility. Yeah. But even if that's what happens, they're on board, and they're it looks like board. they're having a great time. Yes. Like, they put a filter on the video, so it really looks like it's 35 it feels, years old. Yeah, and it looks like it feels like video, Yeah, which is great. And now they've got this parking lot. It's not quite as full as the no. actual heavy yeah, not, yeah, not that but much But they got money. a bunch of extras and actresses to dress up, Yeah, tease their hair up big, look ridiculous. Uh, they've got the muscle cars in the parking yeah, lot. They, they, this is a, this looks like heavy metal parking lot. It does it's look a like good it. tribute. It's a good tribute. Yeah, I um, it's it's a it really is amazing if if they watch this and we're like, yeah. this is great. We need to do this. Well, like I said, it's it's just a thing that like any band, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. even if you're not a metal band, you still get the humor you know and spinal it. tap. Yeah, it's sort of like that, right? Exactly. It's very odd to me to see uh, the Backstreet Boys try to be funny. Yeah. This is on try to be funny because all their videos are like way serious. Right. They're like way like look at us be sexy or look at us be like longing. But this is 2005 and no one's paying attention to them. <laughs> so they can True. do what they want. Yes. True. And they're all in their mid-30s by now. Yeah. So. So they're like, hey, let's wear half shirts and mullet wigs. Yes, and let's do metal stuff. And now they're doing a thing. It cuts to the concert where they're playing the sphincter band yes. members. And so they're miming being like a hair metal band. And uh, that's probably fun for them. I'm sure they had a really good time. I mean, I'm not just making fun of them. I'm saying no one was paying attention to them in 2005 so they could do what they want. If they had tried to do this in 2000... The label oh, yeah. probably would have been like, uh, no. No, what are you doing? Yeah. Go dance in a puddle of water right. with a sheen all over you. You can't say sphincter in a music yes. video. 12-year-old girls are going to lose them. Yeah. And it, what the? Uh, they just use their metal rocking powers to zap the shirt off of that girl. Isn't that fun? Yeah. I give them credit. They yeah. also got age-appropriate women in the audience. Yes. It's like women who are in their mid-30s. Right, like right, 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 right. It's fun. It's funny. I mean, it's, you know. It's it's mostly just so impressive that they're like, we're going to do, do it. it. They're willing yes. to do it. Yes. yes. Yeah. And that this exists as a thing. The song is indefensible. But, uh, <laughs> yes. But <laughs> you also can't, it's also curious, like, whatever fans they had in 2005. Yeah. Would they be like, oh, this is a tribute to heavy metal parking lot? Or would they just be like, oh, this is a wacky video? Yeah, that's, I want to know the exact same thing. Yeah. Show me the fan or fans, both of them, yeah. <laughs> who both really wanted to listen to this, wanted to watch the, the video, and got the reference exactly. without having it. You we're know, like, yeah. And we're like, oh, shit, they're doing heavy metal parking lot. Yeah, yeah. Sphincter. Sphincter. And they drop him off, and he's wearing his, like... Black and white Zuba's pants. Yeah. That which is clearly a reference to Zebra Man yeah. from uh Oh from yeah, from that's right. Metal oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, Zebra Man. Yeah. Uh good for them for the tribute. Yeah. Wish it was for a better song. Yeah. But a true B side. Very, uh, that, very B side. That Backstreet Boys music video <laughs> in tribute to heavy metal parking. That probably didn't even chart that song. Yeah, oh no, I doubt yeah. it. I doubt it. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, the second clip is a B-side from our uh, Your Grandmother Should Know okay. episode. Yes. Uh, and uh, I chose this one, too. Yeah. Uh, back when we did that episode, uh, I chose uh, Five Guys Named Mo. Yes. By Louis Jordan. That was good. I love Louis Jordan. Yeah. And so there were several clips of his that I had to pick from. Mm-hmm. That's the one I chose. But we're going to watch another one. Now. Alrighty. We're going to watch some more. Louis Jordan. This is a clip from a movie called Reet Petite and Gone. Reep? Reet. Reet. R-E-E-T. Reet Petite and Gone. Yes. Interesting. I don't know what that means. Me neither. I haven't seen the movie. It's yeah. from 1947. Uh, and this is, it was just a musical vehicle for Louis Jordan, I guess. Alrighty. But this is him doing a song called Wham Sam, Dig Them Gams. What? Yeah. Which is about what it sounds like. While the girls are getting ready, Sam, I'd like to run over a couple of numbers. You know we're going to rehearsal tomorrow. Okay, all right, go ahead. ahead. All right, fellas, let's get together now. Latch on to this one. This is Wham Sam. Oh. This will be the opening of the show. Here we go. Okay. I like that Dig Them Gams is parenthetical. Mm-hmm. I like that he's wearing like a plaid. Yeah, he's wearing like a, a, a grunge shirt. Yeah, I was going to say, he looks grunge as hell. Yeah. Oh, this but is... with like slacks and nice yeah. shoes. Yeah. Oh, this swings. Yeah. <laughs> he sees more gams. I like, I like the miming of the surprise. Yes. Like, more gams. And I, this is this may sound awful, so I apologize for it. Yeah. I like the name Gams for Lakes. Yeah, it's fairly inoffensive, I think. I feel like yeah. it's quaint and cute. Yeah. It doesn't seem offensive. I just, nice Gams. Mm-hmm. I like that. It doesn't have the uh, terrible implication of that other slang term for legs. Getaway sticks. <laughs> yes, that's awful. Yeah. Yes, but Gams seems cute. And who's Sam? His friend? Well, the guy he was talking to at the beginning was named Sam. Okay. But I think it's more just like... It rhymes. It rhymes. Yeah. yeah. Wham Sam Dig Them Gams. Guaranteed, once he came with that hook, he's like, I got this. Yeah. And now we got a nice little dance number. Yeah. From Miss Hoofer. Yeah, she she can dance. Yeah. Also, the lyric at the beginning was, Damn Sam, damn Sam. That's what it would be now. <laughs> yeah. Wham Sam Dig Them Gams. Gams. Mellow like corn and country ham. I, now... I love that as a rhyme. I love that as a rhyme. But I don't think you can get away with comparing any woman's body part to country ham at this point in time. No. Maybe in 1947. mellow like corn? Yeah, you know how legs are mellow? Like corn and ham are mellow? Or like a mellow dish? Yeah. But whatever. Old-timey slang. It's charming as hell. It doesn't matter because it rhymes and it sounds good. Yeah. That's really all that matters. She's still dancing and she's killing it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I almost wanted to save this for one of our dance episodes. But, this would have uh, been good for a dance episode because yeah. she's great. And just like the other women sitting on piano watching, I love. Mm-hmm. What was the name of this movie again? Reet Petit and Gone. It's a great name. Yeah. Oh my god, it's a woman in a bathing suit? Well, dig them gams. This is offensive, a bathing suit. <laughs> I'm not sure that woman can dance because she was barely moving. No, she's there just for pure eye. Yes. That's why she's in the baby. <laughs> yes, that's why they don't have her dancing on the stairs. That's it. Wow. That was Wham Sam Dig Them Gas. I'm going to be saying that for a while. 
Yeah. No, just to fair. myself, but, you know. Yeah. Wham, Sam, dig, dang, gams. Okay, the next clip is yours, and it's the B-side for our Asylum Records yeah. episode. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to get a double dose, a buckshot, mm-hmm. if you will, okay. a twofer of Andrew Gold. Oh. Yeah. I do. I did like Andrew Gold, even though I really only knew, uh, <laughs> thank you for being a friend from the Golden Girls. From the Golden Girls, yeah. yes. Which I do enjoy that song better uh, than this one. This is his other big hit, Lonely Boy. Yeah. At the time when we did that episode, I wasn't sure what Lonely Boy was. I think I mentioned on a later mini episode that I realized what it was. And I like this song a lot. I just didn't realize it was Andrew Gold. Yeah. It's very two distinct uh, musical sounds that he gives here. Yeah. Not voice-wise, but just musical-wise. Like, wow, it's weird that he did both of these songs. Even though they're piano heavy and stuff, yeah. they give very different vibes. Yeah, this one's uh, I much prefer this one. Well, you you like the sad darkness. <laughs> yeah, the song's so dark. Oh, Andrew Gold. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so let's uh, let's hear a little, watch a little Andrew Gold do a little uh, yeah. Lonely Boy. This is a live uh, performance. Yeah. Or is it? It's live. Now, I did a little digging and found out a fact that drives me a little crazy. Okay. okay. But I wanna I wanna wait until we get a nice shot of Andrew Gold's yes. face before I talk about it. There's there's something about these 70s AM gold guys yep. where they just all seem like they were 43 for 30 years. Yes. They seem old and they're like what they're obviously in their early to mid-20s. Yeah, he's I mean he's got a great beard. He's not he doesn't look old, he just looks Mature? Yeah. It's 1977 in this clip. Yes. And he was born in 1951. He's 26. That's crazy. You know who else is 26 right now? Justin Bieber. Oh, my God. I mean... He's, he's the same age yeah. here as Justin Bieber That's is. insanity to think that. <laughs> That's insanity. Yeah. But this was also a big hit. This played a lot. Yeah. I mainly know this song for its appearance in Boogie Nights, which I think I mentioned. Yes. Yes. I like this song a lot. It's yeah, good. it's a good song. I think it was in an, um, I think it was in an Adam Sandler movie too. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. I also love this live version because it's from the Midnight Special. Yeah, great you'll, show. You'll cut to the drummer, uh-huh. and he's wearing like a kimono, <laughs> and they're like, of "Well, it was course. 1977. It's 77. Why not?" Again, I love that in 1977 you get. Uh, Debbie Boone has the biggest hit of the year. You got Andrew Gold doing Lonely Boy, and it's the year that punk happened. Yes, the and then time. it's also Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Which is just like, thank God for cocaine. What a time to be alive. Yes. I guess. I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I was, and I heard all this, yeah. but it didn't just it didn't register. But this was constantly on. I love how he gets the giant Andrew Gold neon letters for the stage backdrop. Like, that's a nice thing for your ego. You know, when you have, hey, when you're a two-hit wonder, yeah. you get that. I mean, did the Midnight Special get those set up for him, or did he were those on tour with him and he brought I, them to the stage? Well, I would hope it was his music. Listen, Midnight Special, I got it covered. He doesn't seem like the type of guy to have the ego to have those. No, <laughs> I know, and I don't really know what actually happened to him. Or my guess is that he was also became a singer songwriter or songwriter for other bands and stuff. Yeah, like that. I think he was active for years. Yeah, he's dead now. Yeah, uh, he died of cancer just a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but too young. I was surprised to see he was born in 51. I would have thought he was like 10 years older than that. Yeah. Yeah. He's 19 years younger than me, older uh, older than me. Yeah. That's crazy. I just can't, like, just looking at him, I'm like, that's not a 26 year old. No, not anymore. 
I love it. You got you got two guitars, keyboards, and piano. Yeah, it's a lot. Cause you need all of that. But it's good. Yeah, I like a I like a piano rock. I, we, piano rock is underrated. <laughs> it's just it's so deeply uncool. Yeah. I don't know why, but it just is. Yep, yep, and it, it makes it feel dated a bit. Yeah. I do love when he hits that high note in this song. Yeah. He was a lonely boy. He was a, you, that's why this is a good song, because you feel the loneliness. And I'm not saying that to be, like, jokey. Yeah. It's, you feel the melancholy on this. It's, it's also about him, you know that. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, the first lyrics are something about being born in 1951, and that's what got me to look it up. Yeah. Um, to see, I was like, is he singing about himself? Yeah, all those biographical elements of the <laughs> yeah. story of the song is he singing about yeah. himself. Yeah, he was lonely. But now look at all the friends he has on stage. See, because he he was started Lonely Boy. Yeah. He got friends. He was thankful for them. Right. Wrote a song about it. And now he's got friends. Yeah. Although, I mean, he's paying them all to be there. So. Hey, friends are friends. I'm going to hire three other piano players. I'm going to have so many piano players. They're all my friends. I'm no longer a Lonely yeah. Boy. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Andrew, uh, the check you gave me bounced. But we're friends. Are you going to make that right? I'll make it right. I'll make it right. But as long as we're friends, I'll make it right. Yeah. Yeah. And again, from Asylum. Yeah. This Asylum is from Records. Asylum Records, yes. which is also crazy. Well, I mean, Asylum was the home of all that soft rock stuff. That's, that's actually that's true. What, that's, that's right. What I they forget were. about that. And Tom Waits. <laughs> For some yeah. weird reason. <laughs> that's right. And now it's rap. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you also have our next clip. Oh, this is long overdue uh, from our Florida episode. The Florida episode B-side. And this, I can't state enough yeah. how this man was going to be the next biggest thing in the 80s. Huh. This is, have you heard of Terrence Trent Darby? I have heard of him. Okay. And I believe I will recognize this music video because I think it was used in one of those like Freedom Rock style 80s compilations things that they sold on TV. Oh, okay. You know, where they would show quick clips while they were demonstrating so, all the songs that were on it. Oh, really? And I think I probably used to That's see crazy. about three seconds of this video on, on one of those things. This is Terrence Trent Darby doing his big hit Wishing Well off of his um, debut album, which I believe was 87. Okay. Uh, the album was called The Hard Line, according to Terrence Trent Darby. Okay. This thing was fucking huge and when he came out everyone's like oh well here's the new biggest R&B star because <laughs> he's kind of like Prince kind of mm. like Michael Jackson but sounds retro like from the 60s yeah and his album was huge it had spawned like four hits and then nothing well something happened I he, there's so much going on with Terrence Trent Darby that Florida is the most minor part of it. Is he still alive? Yes, but okay. he's changed his name. Okay. I have to actually Google him because there's so much on us. Is like, Terrence Trent Darby his real name or was that a stage Terrence name? Terrence Trent Darby was his real name. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, as we play this video, look up all this stuff because it was so much. Okay, well, I'll just I'll play go it. Go ahead and play and it because if you know this. Actually, his Darby is, is not his... It partly is. Uh -huh. See if you know the song. The song is great. Well, yeah, he's got almost like an Otis Redding sort yeah. of soul. He's got that soul, soul voice. voice, but he, he has that 80s. But he's very small and petite. Yeah, so he's got that Prince vibe. He's androgynous. Yes, he's a great dancer. So he was born Terrence Trent Howard. Okay. Uh, known as Terrence Trent Darby. 
born in uh, Florida. Yeah. So he started out as a boxer. Okay. So he won like the like like the junior state championship of Florida in yeah. boxing. Okay. Didn't go pro. Joined I think the army. Yep. Joined the army. Quit it, and then went to high uh, college in Florida, and. He was formally court-martialed and dishonorably discharged in the army for going AOL. Oh, so he so he quit. Yeah, by going AOL quit. and then getting court-martialed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, exactly. And so then I thought when he came out, I thought he was British because he just kind of gave this British vibe. I mean, he looks like Millie Vanilli. And yeah, they were European. Yeah, so, yeah. So, but the reason why is because then he moved to Germany uh. and became a musician. Okay. And scored huge with this album uh, in 87. So, yeah, The Hardline, according to Terrence Smith Darby. The big hits were If You Let Me Stay, uh-huh. Sign Your Name, Wishing Well, Dance a Little Sister. These were all like big hits. This was it. Sign Your Name is probably the biggest hit. Mm-hmm. And you're like, everyone had this album. And you were just like, okay, here's the next big RB star. And then he came out with this next album, like two years, three years later, two years in '89, called "Neither Fish Nor Flesh." Yeah, way pretentious, way awful, oh. like not good. So he like changed it up too much. It's almost like he pulled. And this is gonna sound like I'm being derogatory. Yeah, he pulled the Beatles, where his next album is like, I'm just gonna go weird. Yeah, but the Beatles didn't turn on a dime like no, that. Like you, true. Don't, you don't do that on your second exactly. album. Exactly. Like they like second the album you always just give them more of the same. Yes. Didn't do it. Yeah. Didn't do it. He he went Sgt. Pepper too early. Yeah. 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 And so it didn't do well. And then he came out with another album that was weirder called Vibrator. Mm-hmm. Not good. Not good at all. And then um, so he just thought he was too good to be a mere pop star. Yes, yeah. exactly. He wanted to be an artist. He wanted to be an artist. Yeah. So he never sounded like this again. Okay. Which I, I I still have this album. I still play it all the time. Yeah. So in 2001, he changed his name to I'm going to say this wrong, Sananda uh-huh. Maitreya. Okay. And of course, said Terence Trent Darby was dead. He watched his suffering as he died a noble death. After intense pain, I meditated for a new spirit, a new will, a new identity. Sure, like you do. Yeah. So the name doesn't. When you need to rebrand. Yes. So he rebranded, <laughs> and uh, he rebranded. Now it's not necessarily a religious thing. Yeah. It's more like I think he a says it, thing. He says it comes from Sanskrit. Okay. And so now he basically records as as that name. Um, Sananda Maitreya. Sure. Which, um, well, I don't know why you don't know how to pronounce it because he became the biggest thing in the world again. <laughs> you when didn't he, know when he, when that rebrand worked. Obviously, worked because you had all those albums. <laughs> I didn't even recognize this song. You didn't recognize this song? That's no, so funny. Really. It's good, but yeah. I didn't. Uh, I mean, maybe somewhere in the back of my mind, yeah, it rang a tiny bell, but no. I'm this not whole a, album is basically like this. It's, yeah. it's very retro uh, soul. Uh, he even the last song in the album he uh, covers Sam Cooke's "Who's Loving You" yeah. and does it way honorably. Yeah, and it was one of those things like, oh my god, this guy's—he's the next thing. He's going to be the next prince. He's going to have a twenty-year career, mm-hmm. and then he just changed. And then he uh, put a quarter in his ass and played himself. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. He got a little too like I'm just going to do things for me. Yeah, like you said it best. 
You know what? Don't do it on the second album. No, second album, just remake the first yep. album. Always. Yep. You can do that on the fourth or fifth album. Yeah. Why not? Go for it. I mean, the best thing to do is honestly, like, tour around for a while so that when you make your first album, you have enough songs to save as many good ones for the yes. second album so you don't get stuck in that place of, like, oh, now we have to follow up our big success and we don't have anything left. The well's dry. Yes. Because he did, like, that second album didn't have any singles. Yeah. There was nothing that came out that was on the radio. Yeah. And then the third one, you're just like, what is this? Nobody cares anymore. Because it's 1993. Yeah. No. no one gives a shit. Yeah. And that, but that first album had four big hits on it. And yeah. he got so much acclaim yeah. as, like, the new voice in R&B. And he's from Florida. Yeah. Well, that was good. Yeah. Um, sorry it didn't last. Yeah. But he, he holds a place in my heart. Yeah. At least his, his first album. Let's talk about a band that holds a place in my heart as well as yours. Yes. Although I only know one song by them, and it's not this one. Is it Let's Get Down? No. If I Had No Loot? No. Um, you really can't guess the Tony, Tony, Tony song that I love? No, I can't. The only one I know, so I assume it's their biggest hit. Feels good. Oh, not their biggest hit, but that's, that's not their biggest hit. No. Oh, no. Okay. But that's a, that's a, that's, that's their, that was their first hit that crossed over. Right. That was yeah. the, yeah. I know it's on their like second or third second album. Second album, The Revival. Album. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is the first time we're playing Tony, 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 and I feel like it's egregious. And this is the, yeah, this was not on like a New Jack. We didn't do them with for New Jack Swing. No, I didn't put them on New Jack Swing. Cause you don't consider them. Cause true I consider New them Jack more Arbanks. Their first album yeah. is way New Jack Swing. Yeah. And actually, the first album has six guys on it. And then by the second album, they're like, we're just three. Oh, okay. And they got, and they still had New Jack sound, but then they slowly, not even slowly, they basically moved out of New Jack fairly quick. Yeah. They didn't hang on to it. So did they get rid of the other three guys because they're not named Tony? <laughs> we'll explain that. Uh, we'll explain that title because it's weird. Good, because I never have known yes. why they're called. For anyone listening who doesn't know, their name is Tony, Tony, Tony. Yep. But it's, and I want to make sure I get the order right. Yep. T-O-N-Y yep. exclamation point. Yep. T-O-N-I exclamation mm-hmm. point. T-O-N-E with an accent mark. Yes. Exclamation point. That would be in French the accent aigu. Yeah. Pronounced yes. Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. Which is one of my all-time favorite bad names. The, I, there's a great reason why they're called that, which I just found out recently. Okay. But this is a song from... Uh, I, oh, 90? 90. This, 90. Is, this is a B-side for our music videos yes. from 1989 to 1991. Yes. And this is their song, It Never Rains in Southern California. Which I looked it up and saw that it's from the same album as It Feels Good. Yes, it was. This, this, is, this the, is the third single. Feels good is the second. Yes, according uh, to my research then, on Wikipedia. Had, I thought feels good was the first, and then whatever you want was the second, and this was the third. Maybe oh, you're right, but this is this is uh, yeah. after, and this was a big hit too. I love this. I, song. I, I don't know this. Song. This is a good slow jam. This is an F jam right here. You, you picked the slow jam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, he loves a little Spanish guitar yes. like yeah. So at this point, uh, Tony 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 is three members. Yeah. Two brothers, the Wiggins brothers. Um, and I'm forgetting Dwayne Wiggins and the is uh, on the right. That's the gentleman with the mustache. And then the lead singer, I thought his name was Charles, but now he goes by Raphael Sadiq. Okay. That's he changed his name to Raphael Sadiq. And then the third member is Timothy. All accomplished musicians and singers and stuff. Yeah. Um, they were a six-piece band for their first album, Tony, Tony, Tony. Guess who? From 88. 
quickly got rid of the six and came three and did three huge albums. Yeah. Uh, but this was the revival. This was the crossover album. Here's why they're named Tony, Tony, Tony. I've always kind of wanted to know. Obviously, not of, enough to look it up. But no, yes. none of them are. This is what this is according to Raphael Sadiq. I saw in a video. Okay. So Dwayne Wiggins, his brother, mm-hmm. back in the day, had his hair done where it had a lot of waves. Okay. So it was a wavy hairstyle that he had. He chose not the afro. He chose a wavy hairstyle. And at school, everyone thought he was Italian. Huh. And so they kind of like joked him like, "Hey, Tony, Tony, Tony. Hey, Tony, Tony, Tony." That's why they're called Tony, Tony, Tony. But they just they just spelled it this way to be R and B about yes, it. To yeah. be R and B about it. Yeah. But apparently, for like all of school, yeah. Dwayne Wiggins, people were Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> like he was an Italian. Because he had a wave and he's light skinned. So yes, they were like, they thought he was Italian. <laughs> and like in the video, in the interview, they're like the interviewers are like, really? And Raphael Sadiq goes. Swear to God, that's the only that's reason why. That's too stupid to be a lie. Mm-hmm. But then again, Wang Chung lied about yes, it. Yes, exactly. Name, so. He's like, that's why. He's yeah. like, Dwayne said we should make that the band name. And we all said, sure. I love that. Yeah, I, I love, love it that. too. Yeah. It's, I love just, it too. It's, it's so dumb that it's yes. charming. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird too for a band that's really like got their chops. Yeah. It's an odd name for a band like that. I like it when a band name tells you like, look, we're not taking ourselves that seriously. Yeah. 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 But they, Terrence Trent Darby never would have done <laughs> no, that. No, he yeah. would never have done that. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I almost put them in the San Francisco episode, but they're technically from Oakland, so I was like, ah, I can't do that. Uh, yeah, okay. But they rep Oakland really hard. Yeah. They had three huge albums: the revival, uh, and then uh, there's the other two, which was like '93 and then '95. Yeah. And then they they just broke up to. Yeah, a little slightly acrimonious, but also like we want to do our own thing. Yeah, they really had a good run. They had a really good run. You know, they are uh, much beloved. I love the video because we're getting a lot of uh, overalls with nothing yes. underneath. Yep, and really blousy kind of silk shirts I love, blowing in the wind. I love a wind machine with a yeah. blousy white shirt. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, you're an R and B. I could I could watch and wear that all day. Um, and this is I love I love this song when it first came out it's one of their they have a lot of good F jams yeah. um, this one too is are they in Griffith Park? yeah okay yeah, yeah. I've, I've been where they shot yeah. that yeah. Which, and here's the thing too now that I've moved here you're like fuck yeah it doesn't rain here I hate it I love it, when it rains here I love, it's, when it rains here it's like it's like a it's like a holiday oh it's the best I remember where we used to work it rained one day and like literally everyone got up from their yes. desks and ran to the window like kids looking yes. into a department and store we at Christmas so like, happy because it was the middle <laughs> of the drought yeah and we then and then we all just start playing rain songs yeah. for the rest of the <laughs> afternoon right. That's right. It was great. Did you play this? Then? I did play this. Okay. Yep. I mean, I'm not familiar with this song, but this falls solidly in the category of music I don't know, but it's so of its time that yes. I'm nostalgic anyway. Yes. Like, exactly. Right in that sweet spot of 1990. Yeah. R&B, just slow jam crossover. That's the sweet spot. Yes. I'll be playing more Tony, Tony, Tony. I still love Feels Good. Like, that's just an all-time jam. Feels Good never gets old. Yeah. Such a So good many jam. hooks in it. So such a great yeah, song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I have a B-side for our drums episode. Yes. 
And this is another one where we're just going to revisit someone we visited in that episode. I'm very excited for this. One of my favorite clips uh, that we've ever watched in the three years of doing this show was getting a drum lesson from Bernard Pretty Purdy. Yes. Who taught us how to play his signature Purdy Shuffle. Which was amazing. Yeah. We're just going to watch another clip from that same instructional video. Oh, excellent. The exact same video. But it's a different uh, drum beat. Yes. Okay. In this clip, he's going to teach us uh, samba and Afro-Cuban rhythms. Is he just as animated? Oh, it's you're just going to get This is his second album. It's more of the same because that's what you <laughs> See, want. See, because he gets it. Purdy gets it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrence but didn't. It's, but it's a, it's a um, distinctly different style of playing. Okay. So that'll be new. Okay. But his, his joyful attitude is just the same. Great. Because he recorded at the same time. Oh, wow. <laughs> samba diving. Yeah. Right? Bossa and the samba are so close. Most of us don't know the difference. I would not know the difference. But what I'm going to do today is the samba with the Afro-Cuban. Again, right. talking while playing the drums. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. I just love the way he punctuates his sentences. Yeah. yeah. Happens because the bass drum. See what he's doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. The bass. double time. God, this is so complicated. Yeah. With the bass. It's uh-huh. not even trying. It's so and easy for him. The Afro Cuban. I'm going to go to my Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fuck yeah. <laughs> the cowbell. I mean, even before Chris was walking, I loved the cowbell. Oh. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. I mean, this is pure coolness. This is what I mean, coolness really is. so means. cool. It's because he's doing it with such ease, and yet he's still feeling it. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's all over the drums, but not in a, a fussy, annoying way. Uh, he's just such a master that he can just improvise yeah. and play with it and have fun, and he's always in total control. Yeah. It's a, he's in total control. He's not being extra about it. Yeah. Oh, the cowbell. I mean, I get why they made that sketch. You do just kind of get a fever that, for it. Yeah. You can't get enough of it. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it punches I, it. I'm going to look to see if I can just find the full, like, hour-long instruction just, video and just watch it from beginning to end because I could watch this all day. This is just, like, unwind after a day of work. Or, like, this is good and entertaining enough, like, if you were having a party, you could just have oh, this on. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, it's still music and you can still, you can watch it yeah. for a bit. Oh. I still can't tell the difference between the Bossa and the Samba. Yeah, no. I don't think he's shown us the difference. Okay. Yet. He just said that. It's yeah, good. yeah. Because yeah. he's the cowbell makes it Afro Cuban, but I don't yeah. know if that's Bossa. I don't yeah. know Bossa Nova's yeah. origin. But. Oh. He's like now my favorite drummer. He's, like, he's, <laughs> it makes sense. And then he just holds the signal like, "Hey, yeah. I did it." Samba and Afro. 
Oh. Next. Combination. And he just looks like your granddad. Yeah. And like you want to learn from him. Yeah. You want to be like, tell me more, sir. He still tours around and just like does demonstrations uh, and things. And like, if he comes to LA, yeah. I let's go. I mean, this video really seems like it's like maybe twenty five or thirty years ago. It, it looks real. around it looks like late eighties, early nineties. That's what it looks like to me. And I think he's already I think he's in his eighties now. So he's okay. probably you know, if you slowed down a bit, it's understandable. Yeah, but if he's still doing like yeah, instruction, well, that's yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah. So that was our drums episode. Nice B side. Yep. Uh, now let's go to our Stevie Wonder episode. Stevie Wonder. So uh, this is probably top five Stevie Wonder songs in my. I'm gonna say it's in my top five, possibly top three. Wow. This is a this is Big Brother. This is my favorite song on Talking Book. Is Tuesday Heartbreak on Talking Book? I think it is. Yes, I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, so it might be, it would be tied. Okay. But Talking Book is such a fucking good album. Yeah. Big Brother is so good on so many levels. I'm so glad you picked this clip. The only disappointing thing is the quality yes. of the upload is great. It's not. And it's the only one I could find. Yeah, I looked too to see yeah. if I could find maybe a better version. But this is... There aren't even other performances of Big Brother. No, it's hard to yeah. find. It wasn't a single... Like I, it never really it's, dropped. Yeah, as a it's single. an album cut. It's an yeah. album cut. It's but it's a great. It's one of those album cuts that like if you're a Stevie Wonder fan, you're like, yeah, Big Brother. Yeah, and it's and it's also just one of those albums where you're like, well, anything could have been a single. Any yes. one of these could have been. They a could have single. chosen any of them, and it would have hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is this for me is a particular favorite. Yeah, and it's got some great Stevie harmonica on it. Yeah, yeah. So. And, and this, this performance looks like it's from the 90s. Yeah, I but think the, it's from... This looks early 90s to me. Right, but the song is from the 72. 72. 72? Yeah. yeah. And again, the song, he did everything on the song. Yeah. It's not quite a ballad, it's not quite funky, it's just no. real mellow yeah, and it's cool. Yeah, mellow and says a lot. So good. Uh, and, and yeah, it, just, it really like puts you in a frame of mind. Yeah. Like you're not jacked up, you're not tired, you're just kind of like, yeah, you just even keel. I can't remember the sequencing of Talking Book. Do this and Tuesday Heartbreak sit next to each other? I thought they did. Yeah. I thought they did. I, um, if not really close together. Let's look it up. I mean, I, I give the nod to Inner Visions as my favorite, but it's it's real close. And yeah. I, if I'm in a different mood, I'll pick Talking Book. I go Talking Book and then fulfilling this uh, first name. Oh, you like that better than Inner Visions? To me, they're way, those yeah. two are way close. This this might be a weird analogy, but follow me if, if you can. So take this journey with me. I kind of think of Talking Book and Inner Visions in a similar way as I do of... Van Morrison's Moon Dance and Van Morrison's Astro Weeks, where like Astro Weeks is sort of the more complete album as an artistic statement, mm-hmm. but Moon Dance is chock full of hits. You know what I mean? I'm gonna take your word for it because I hate Van Morrison. <laughs> I've never liked Van Morrison. Okay, but I but can understand what, what you're saying. saying. Yeah, like Talking yes. Book, the individual songs. I think I like better. Yes. But as an album, Inner Visions does it for me. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. So, uh, just talking book. 
Yeah. Here's the album. Right. You are the sunshine of my life. Yeah. Maybe right your baby. Uh huh. You and I. Tuesday heartbreak. You've got a bad girl. Superstition. Big brother. Blame it on the sun. Looking for another pure love. I believe when I fall in love. Oh, that album closer. One of the greatest albums. Greatest album. Album. This uh, may, maybe your baby. I could maybe take her leave, but uh, I could take out. I could make. Ooh. Maybe you and I? Yeah. Superstition. I'm what? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Because <laughs> uh, I love living on the sun. I love looking for another pure love. Yeah. But, but Big Brothers. Big Brothers. My, probably my favorite album. Yeah. I mean, this album is ridiculous. Yeah. But Big Al, Big Brother. Big Brother is also one of those revelations where you're like, oh, I'm going to get Steve Wonder's talking book. Because yeah. I know you know a lot of the songs on it. Yeah. And then you're like, Big Brother? Yeah. How did Big Brother not become a single? Yeah. It's crazy. Like, you're, you're like, buying it because you're saying, well, I'm getting sunshine in my life and uh, superstition, so I'm going to get my money's worth just on those two alone. Exactly. Even if the rest is filler. And it's definitely not filler. A hundred percent not filler. Yeah. Um, This whole album is one of those all killer, no filler, but you mean it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, this song, when I first heard it, because you think you're like, oh, it'll be fine when you first hear it, and you're like, wait, what? This is as great as all the others. This is a deep cut. Yeah. yeah, it's a deep cut that is not a throwaway. Yeah. Which just is unheard of. Yeah. Hard and like, it, because of that, it's just like, throw it on any mixtape that you're making for another person and yes. just like, surprise them yeah. with it because... Just, yeah, just like trust, but like, right. you'll like this. Who wouldn't like it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A garbage person <laughs> like it. That's who. I don't know. Somewhere out there, I suppose there's someone who just doesn't like Stevie Wonder, but I can't imagine. What I this... can't imagine. Yeah. At most, you'd be like, Meh, I don't really follow him. Yeah. That would be at the most, yeah. I would think. I can't really imagine going, no, I don't like his stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's like saying you don't like Prince or the Beatles. <laughs> How <laughs> yeah. absurd. What, what dork would say that? <laughs> Jesus Christ, that guy. Okay, let's stay in the 70s yes. for a B-side for our music movies episode i am ashamed that i didn't put this on in the first place i'm thrilled that you picked this i forgot about it and then well it is a tv movie it's a tv but it's, movie. that still counts it's, it a, still it's counts. a feature it's a feature it's a full-length feature yeah this is kiss meets the phantom of the park the infamous kiss meets the phantom of the park which yes. i've never seen front to back but i know about i've seen countless times because really? we recorded it I was going to ask you about this because this came out in 1978. Yeah. And so you were an eight-year-old boy. Yes. And eight-year-old boys in 1978 were the audience for Kiss. Yes. But you are not the audience for Kiss. No, but I had so many friends yeah. that loved Kiss and like had the Kiss toys and the yeah. Kiss model van. Right. That... And they were everywhere that I would be like, oh, their hits are good. Yeah. Their hits are fine. They, some of them are. Yeah. I like I like the hits of Kiss. Meaning yeah. like rock and roll on night. Sure. That's yeah, a good why song. Not? I might not turn it off. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with those songs. But do you remember, like, do you remember when this came on? Was it like an event? Yes. You remember? It was a big deal. Yeah. We recorded it and it is god awful. It's 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 famously bad. It's famously bad and makes no sense. One thing that I know about the production is Ace Freely was so strung out that he couldn't appear in the whole thing. Yes. And so they got a double to play his yes. part at certain points, 
Which might not be so bad because you can find a reasonable lookalike yeah. and put the face paint on them and they're basically always disguised anyway. Yes. But the person they got to play Space Ace in scenes when Ace wasn't available was like a muscle-bound black man. 100%. Right. It was his stunt double, too. Yeah. So his stunt double's in this. So it's just clearly not Ace clearly. really in certain scenes. Another thing was... Uh, Peter Chris was drunk through the whole filming. Oh, Peter was too. Yeah. Okay. So they had to ADR. They had to ADR most of this movie. Yeah. And go in and, and re, re, redo it. And Peter just didn't show up. Okay. He's like, I'm not. I'm not coming to do to re-record my 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 lines. I'm not doing it. Sure. <laughs> so they just got a voiceover actor. Yeah. With a really smooth, silky voice, and be like, "Okay, just say his lines, <laughs> and it'll be that'll be his voice." Nobody likes Peter Chris. Anyway. No one gave a shit. And so the voice you hear <laughs> in the scenes is is just like a a working voiceover actor. Yeah. That sure. Which is weird. But also, it's like. If you're an eight-year-old Kiss fan, you don't care. It's Kiss. Yeah, you don't care. Especially the whole premise of this movie is they have special superpowers. Yeah. They're superheroes who have to fight a crazy, maniacal scientist who's taking over a park where they're playing their concert at. It's basically a full-length Mighty Morphin Power Rangers episode. Yes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's the same production value. Yeah. And... It's stupid and dumb, but when I saw it as a kid, I was like, these action scenes are some of the best action scenes I've ever seen. Here's the thing, though. I, I watched this clip ahead of time. Yeah. I'm so glad you picked this clip because of the song in it. I love this song. This is a... Uh, okay. Here's what's going on with Kiss in 1978. Yeah. For people who might not know. They're the biggest band in the world. They're so big, in fact, that for their album that year, they didn't put out one album. They put out four solo albums. Yes. Which was like the big, a big thing. Yeah, and each album cover had their face on it. Yes. Yes. So it was almost like a four album, like a four disc album. Yeah. Each of them took one album. Yes. Even among Kiss fans, these albums are famously bad. Yes. Kiss, they, they were terrible. Except yes. for Ace Freely's album. weird. Which is still considered a classic. That yeah. Ace's album is great. And specifically, he does a cover of a glam rock song called New York Group. Yes. Which is awesome. He does it just... This song is great. I mean, it's a pretty straight cover. It's not hard to fuck up. Of a, it, yeah, he just covered a great song, and so it's great. Yes, exactly. Although, look, I love... It's by a band called Hello, originally. That I do recall that, yeah. And the original is great. Yes. But Ace Frehley's version is better. Ace Frehley's is great. And so, in this yeah. scene... They're walking around the park trying to figure out what's going on with this park. Why are people acting so Literally crazy? an amusement park. It's literally the an amusement park. The phantom of the park is, is, is an amusement park. Yes. So there's roller coasters. And, yes. Yeah. And so they're by the big roller coaster and they see some – basically robots are attacked. The, the phantom, the scientist, yeah. has got all these crazy robots that fight Kiss <laughs> so they can take control sure. of the park. And in this scene, it's, I believe um, – Cat robots. Cat, cat they, like, yeah, they look like mutants or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I'm sure it all made perfect sense to an eight-year-old in 1970. It made sense. And so, it's and so while the fight scene's happening uh, with the stuntmen, you right. can tell our stuntmen, yeah. Ace Frehley's uh, New York group is on. Which makes it almost work. Yes, it almost like, yeah. this is good. Because you're like, yeah, kick their robot asses. Yeah. And then also... Kiss has dialogue where they talk to each other and they are they just have obnoxious Queen's accents. Oh, yeah. So it's just Paul Stanley yeah. going like, Hey, we gotta fight these robots. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna come over here. We gotta, we gotta beat their asses. <laughs> and, just, yeah, and then you'll have Peter Chris voiceover, which is even better. So, <laughs> so this is great. Yeah. Let's find that 
And that's the mad scientist right there. He's the phantom? Yes. Okay. See, they're talking about cats. Right. I've always wanted to see something like Kiss meets the Ramones <laughs> and they talk to people like Hey I'm Joey how are you? Oh my name's Paul how are you? It's Wait, really nice to meet you guys <laughs> You guys are great <laughs> So they fight robots through the whole movie Yeah. So they fight at one point they're going to fight these cat people okay. They fight um, samurai and, and ninjas Okay at one point, they fight, like, Dracula, the Wolfman, and Frankenstein. <laughs> and then in the big finale, they fight themselves as robots. Ooh. Which is great. The final boss? Yes. Yeah, I, I just I want to point out to anyone listening that this cheesy, generic, 70s funk music that sounds like a porn movie score is not New York no, groove. No, no. It's not New York groove yet. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know New York yeah. groove. I actually kind of like the cat people android robot costume. Yeah, it kind of works. It's kind of scary. They're not the worst yeah. thing. Let's get some dialogue. It's, it's better than looking at Paul Stanley's hairy chest. Yeah. <laughs> Low cut. Yeah. Here we, Here go. we go. Yeah. I, I mean, this. that beat. That beat is killer. This is such and then a good it's song. like, yeah. and then they do it right because they make everything slow motion. And yeah. He's kind of jacked up about it. <laughs> Now, in the movie, uh-huh. they all have special powers. So, right. uh, uh, Gene Simmons can breathe, can breathe, can blow out fire. Right, because he's the demon. Yeah. Oh, watch this move. This is a killer move. Let's do flips. Cool. In slow motion. Um, Paul Stanley has a laser eye. Uh-huh. He freely can teleport. Okay. Peter Chris has nothing. But he's the cat man. He Does has, he have like agility or he something? He can fight. Okay. But that's it. So watch. Fire. Ooh. It's just added in post. Yeah. Like it's just a, like. And look burn. at their fighting. Yeah. That's, so that's a that's a that's a stunt double. Yeah. <laughs> this song just rules. This song makes you're right. The song makes it work. And watch Paul Stanley come up with his one move. Watch this face. Oh, not this one. That was Ace. Yeah. That was Ace. So now there's... Gene's also has super strength. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he gets to, like, suplex this guy. Yeah. Or just throw him throw into him the... Throw him into yeah. wood. And I guess, yeah, Peter Chris can fight. But this is a stunt double as well. <laughs> but they're all fighting. Yeah. They made this movie for $5. Yeah. Watch that face. Oh. He chopped his head off. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> he just made a joke. Now he's going to use his laser. Ace really has never heard a joke. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what joke is. I mean, a lot of stunts in this movie. And then it just ends. It just cuts up. It just, that's it. We're done. Modesty's always been his strongest suit. This is unreal. It's all unreal. <laughs> How many takes do you think it took to get that At least lighter? one. Modesty's always been his strongest suit. So the point where he goes, this is unreal. This yeah. is unreal. That's Peter Chris's voiceover. Voiceover, yeah. yeah. I would love to see a movie now that has a big fight scene set piece 
And they set it to New York Groove almost in tribute to Yeah, but made it like real good. No, good. Yeah. But it uses New York Groove because there's enough there that I'm like, this could work in a fight scene and not be ridiculous. Because it gets you kind of hyped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that song's great. Yeah. Okay, I picked a B-side for our cover songs episode. Mm -hmm. The theme of this B-sides episode seems to be reusing the same artist. Oh, yeah. That we did. Like Andrew Gold and Pretty Purdy and Louis Jordan. I'm doing it again for cover songs. All righty. This next band is a punk band from Australia. (laughs) Of course, because that's your new thing. No, you like these guys. This is Slush. They had that song about about, uh, menstrual cups. Oh, yeah. They were good. Yes. Uh, So I picked another one of their their songs from last year that I loved a lot. Yeah. This video has a lot less menstrual blood in it. (laughs) In fact, it has no menstrual blood. What? But other than that, it's it's very similar. It's just the uh, the three band members playing their song. It's even catchier and even poppier. Uh, this is a song called Middle Name. What, what was this for again? Remind me which episode. Cover songs. Cover songs. That's I'm right. sorry, not cover songs. Uh, uh, best of 2019. Oh, best of 2019. Okay, okay. I don't know why I said cover songs. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Best of 2019. So okay. this is another one of their singles from last year. And it's just a great, like, teenage love song. About having a crush. Is it? I feel like you, you're leading me no, astray. No, I'm not leading you astray. Okay. This is a this is just a, a great little pop punk love song, and I think it captures really well what it's like to have a crush. Mm-hmm. Oh, so far, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. See the posters yeah. in your room. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. They're cute. I, I love like a lot. I love the idea of like I, I just want to know your middle name because yeah. that's that's intimate. Just want like really liking somebody when you don't actually know anything about them. Yeah, just wanting to know everything. About yeah. Them. yeah. This is good. Yeah. Two for two with Slush, man. They're they're great. Yeah, man. I love the harmonies. The I harmonies love make it. The singing drummer. Yeah. yeah. And the silent bass player because that's what that's the bass player. <laughs> that's what the bass player should do. <laughs> make out. That is so teen. Yeah. Want to make out on the couch? Uh huh. This, I mean, this, this feeling is like every teenage dream, no matter what deck. Yeah, this is one of those songs like, like Thirteen by Big Star. It just yeah. perfectly captures what it's like to be. Yep. A teen. Yep. But like the good things about mostly being a teen is a nightmare on <laughs> yeah, Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, the good things of like meeting someone and actually liking someone for the first time. Yeah. And this song sounds like that feeling. Yes, it's very much. Yeah, and it's very '90s, which just you know, yeah, tickles that part of my 90s. brain. Yeah, this could be this could be our early '90s. Yeah, this this uh, sounds like 120 yeah. minutes on MTV. Yeah, I think last time I compared them to the Muffs. Yeah, and I still kind of get that. They're way cool. Yeah, and I also like the Australian accent. Add a nice touch. You're, to you're, you're a fan. Yeah. You're riding high in Australia. <laughs> those Aussie fans. Now, are they 
They're not teenagers. They're like in their twenties. I would say that yeah. they are nineteen or twenty yeah. or twenty, maybe twenty-three at the the outside. Why didn't you see the potion in your room? It's a great image. Yeah, such a great image. Or just the central, the title thing of like, I want to know your middle name. Yeah. Why? I just because. Because I want to know stuff yeah, about you. Just want to ask all those questions. That it's great too, because it's not like I'm in love. I love you. It's I, I just want to know you. Yeah. I like you a lot. I want to know you. That's that, really cool. It captures that thing of like just being un like it's uncool to be so into someone. Yeah. I mean, this is just sort of joyously, I don't care. Yeah, I'm embracing cool. it. Yeah. Uh, this is awkward, but I, ju- I just want to know you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not cool, but I right. just want to know you. Right. That was good. I like them. Great pop punk song. Definitely two for two with them. Yeah, I like Slush. Yeah. Uh, have you heard of Parcels? No. So Parcels is a band from Australia. <laughs> Are we in Australia? No, but maybe I should be. <laughs> maybe. This is not a punk band by any means. Okay. This is like a funk, disco, very daft, punky sort of band. Ooh, this is exciting. Yeah. Um, but this song is not like that. This, okay. Now, this is a B-side for our cover songs. Okay. This is for cover songs. And this is a B-side of one of my top five, possibly top three favorite Paul McCartney solo songs. So, Paul McCartney without the Beatles. Right. But is it Paul McCartney Wings? Because it's the same No, movie? this is from his first solo album, that when he released the album, announced that the Beatles were broken up. So this is from April. This this album was released the same month you were. Hey. A- April of 1970. Wow. This came out a week and a half before you did. Wow. Crazy. Uh, yeah, it's the same album as Maybe I'm Amazed. Oh. Which see, you know. Yeah, I like that song. But this song is uh, Every Night. Okay. Which is a really pretty little song on the album. And Parcels does it pretty straight, but they do add a little bit of their stank on it. Ooh, Just a okay. little bit of their chucking guitar All right. funkiness to it. I'm interested in this because I don't know the song. Uh, even the original song, well, I say I don't think you'd hate it, but you don't like the Beatles, so I don't know. I like Wings. Okay, if you like Wings, maybe you'll be on board for even the regular version of the song. Okay. With Parcels' cover of it. I think this could be good. I think you're going to like yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I already like it. Let me take a look at this gander at this band. The guitar player looks just like George Harrison. <laughs> I mean, these guys are real yeah. Australian funk nerds. Yep. Oh my god, he does look like George Harrison. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. With the shaggy hair and the mustache and everything. He's gotta be doing that on purpose. No, because he looks like this all the time. I mean, oh not my like a Beatles god. tribute or anything. Yeah. That's crazy. Love that the bassist is the lead singer. This is the best part. Just the ooh oohs. Wow. I'm gonna have to look them up if they are like. Even a Don't worry stanky. because we're gonna hold on. I, next episode, we're gonna talk a little bit more. Oh, about all right. So, is this part faithful to the? Oh yeah, this okay. is the this is the big hook. Oh, me. is this it okay? Is the is the ooh on the chorus? 
can't get over the guy who looks like George Harrison. It's yeah, it's not, he's way taller, but... And then back into this. The, uh, this is the best. I mean, this part isn't on the original. This is them adding their sort this, of... This is... I like yeah. this a lot. I mean, I, I'm going to dig into these guys. Yeah. No, I think you will like what you find. Yeah. yeah. How long... Uh, do you know how, how long have they been together? Or Just a few years. Oh, wow. yeah. I think they formed in 2014. Oh, okay. Which is actually six years ago. Yeah. It feels like yesterday. It does. Uh, I like the basses. Yep, he's playing just, uh, just your regular old Fender jazz yeah. bass. And then, what are the two guitarists doing differently? What do you mean, what are they doing Well, like, one's doing, what is one doing and what is the other doing? Because doing, there's not, like, a lead or rhythm, because it oh. doesn't seem like... I don't know. They're both, uh, they both they're both? just sort of both playing lead. Okay. Tonally, one's playing a hollow body guitar and the other one's playing solid body, so... Okay, so that's the... Okay. Yeah. George Harrison lookalike is playing the hollow body. Yes. Okay. And they've got a keyboard player. Mm-hmm. You'll, they all look like they're from different bands, but <laughs> yes. and yet they work as a unit. They fit together well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Agree. Agree. Um, you'll... Uh, expect this and hate this yeah the oohs are the worst part of the song oh, you're <laughs> I, it's the least part I like everything else I'm like this is great you like the funky part the yeah, part that's not in the original yeah that's yeah. why I'm gonna look up pars- parcels that's cool yeah that uh, was good that's a good discovery I'm glad yeah. I'm gonna dial them up tomorrow uh, I love that song and I thought that cover was really really that's good, a good so. song regardless of whether the cover is yeah uh, we got one more clip. Yeah, we already we caught up. Yeah, from the episode we just did last time. It's time Amazing. for another godly and cream. Can't get enough of the godly creamy. Yeah, now this. Oh. <laughs> I can get enough of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I sort of explained this a little bit in uh, in our godly and cream episode yes. where I said that I wanted to do uh, wedding bells, and I didn't know it, which is one of the few godly and cream songs that I actually like. Yeah, uh, but the music video. That they directed for the single is not available on YouTube. I couldn't find it, mm-hmm. and uh, so we just didn't do it. Yeah, but we're gonna do it now. Okay, it's still not the music video. Mm-hmm. This is just them doing it on top of the pops. Okay, so they didn't direct this or anything. It's them doing it's it. Them doing it. Well, top of the, I was gonna say them doing it live, but no, because it's top of the pops, so which is the type of show where it's lip. Yeah. Yeah. But they do, they're not just on stage lip syncing it. They do a whole thing where they're dressed in tuxedos and they're walking through the crowd and they do sort of like a whole wedding thing. Oh. Yeah. Because they, they have to uh, have some visual. Because they have to do cream. something because they're so creative. They yeah. just can't hold it. In. And what year is this? 1981. Oh, ooh, a good year. This is a real poppy pop song and it sounds like a love song. And when you listen to the lyrics, it is offensive. <laughs> oh. Because the theme of it is... This guy is singing to this woman that he's been seeing, Mm -hmm. and she is like way too in love with him and wants to marry him. And he's like, and he's saying basically, I just wanted to fuck you. Oh, and you need to stop. Wow, godly, because you're always you're already playing ringing those wedding bells, and it's like I thought we were just having fun. So no, but like. It's not like she comes off like the crazy one. Yeah, he comes off like the asshole. Oh, okay, yeah, interesting. So this is a, it's still a, it's a fun pop song. This will be interesting. I yeah. do not, I do not know this song. So it'll be new to me. Oh, look at that guy. 
So I guess this is a big hit in England. Maybe, or else he just yeah. says that for everybody. Yeah. Oh, they got some dancers in the background. Do you, you have a look of recognition? I vaguely know this. I think it almost sounds like uh, squeezes. Yeah. Uh, tempted or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah, he is a dick. <laughs> you won't even fuck me before I marry you? This is bullshit. <laughs> I'm gonna write a song about it. Yeah. This is... I vaguely know this song. Yeah. I feel like... I have no proof of this. I feel like this was a big British hit. Yeah, it feels yeah. like it. It's a, it's a catchy song. Yeah. <laughs> It's got a little retro feel like it's a little 60s as well. Yeah. Oh, Did you hear on. the first part of that? I heard the window shopping. Something about does the lovely conversation get your panties dropping. You should have known that I was only window shopping. Guys. Right? Gross. Come on, Godly and Cream. <laughs> but it's this really sort of like pretty nice song. Yeah. And then you listen to the lyrics, you're like, woof. It is. It, it's it, it's like a pretty pop song, and then you're like, "Oh boy, yeah. who hurt you guys?" Well, I, I'm sure it's tongue in cheek. I bet you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't think Kevin Godley is no. like. I really feel this way. No, he's I, playing a character. Yeah, he's he's doing a thing. And I think the, the, the irony of the sound of the song, yeah. with the gross lyrics, is intentional. They purposely did this. Yeah. yeah. But I heard this song quite a few times before I like locked into the lyrics. I was like, "Yikes! <laughs> this is not good." Yeah, yeah, they're fully self-aware of this. Yeah, you know. And I really like this top of the pops performance. Like, I do got, too. Yeah, most top of the pops is boring. Oh wait, here's yeah, here the comes bride. here comes the bride to dance with Kevin during the middle eight break. Got a little sax. Yeah, riff in there. gotta have the sax. Isn't this a good song? This is a good song. Yeah. It's very of its time as well. Yeah. Wow. And now he's trying to get away from this bride. He wants to be left alone now. Who has committed the crime of loving. Yeah. How dare she? Now, is that Kevin or Law? Kevin is singing. Kevin is singing. So Law's just, singing back. Law's just kind of in the back. <laughs> they saying, stay away from him. Yeah. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. This is very... Women do be like that, right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> this is very, like, weird and British. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they thought this was a good idea. It is, it is a good idea, but it's just a very British. Oh, now everyone's dancing the same way. Yeah. He's got the whole crowd dancing this one dance mode. Yeah. Not all Top of the Pop performances are that involved, but they no. really went for it. This one. was way strange. 
It is strange, and I almost can't imagine the music video is like more interesting and fun than the top of the pop. I can't. Ma- I don't even want to see that now. I just yeah. this is how I'm going to remember. I mean, this was super close to being in the episode, but ultimately I decided it's not a music video, and they didn't direct it. So yeah, I cut it out. But that makes it a perfect visa. It is. It is the perfect visa. Yeah, because honestly, it was the first clip that I chose like months ago oh. for a future Godly and Cream episode, and then I yeah. ended up cutting it. Well, but there it is. Good for you for yeah. having patience. To put it on the B side because that's that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for another great season. We'll see you next year. That's it for this episode of Music Ray Gun. The show is produced and hosted by me, Paul Champanelli. And me, Kirk Pinchon. Original music is by Bad Weed. Our credits music is Ray Gun by Bad Bad Not Good and Ghostface Killer. If you like Music Ray Gun and you know someone else who might like it, please tell them about us because word of mouth is the best way to share the show. Until next time, see ya! See ya!